Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the show all about podcasting, helping you to grow a better podcast. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com and I'm joined by Matthew. As always, how are you getting on, Matthew? Good day, sir. Yeah, Thanks. again, joining us on the, the transcontinental podcast recording format. So excited Great. to dive in and talk podcast growth. Exactly, yeah. So if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that this season we are going through podcast growth, all inspired by the fact that we're launching our very own podcast growth book right at this very minute. Um, so it's a book all about growth. It's tons of um, tactics, tons of techniques, tons of tips and actionable tasks that you can dip into um, and do to grow your audience. Uh, we talked about it a bit last time around, but um, you can pop over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcast growth book to see the full details and get hold of the book um, and grow your audience over the coming months. Uh, so this season, we're covering a task from each chapter on every episode. And this time around, what is it, Matthew? What have we got from this week? Yeah, the chapter is growing your audience by knowing your audience, uh, which sounded great at first, but I am sick writing and saying that now. <laughs> but I'm sure the listener will love it. Uh, this one is about running a survey, running a listener survey. There's loads Indeed. of opportunities there for, for finding out new info for content and also for, for growing your show as well. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, we're following the structure of the book. Each uh, chapter, each section is one task, which we give you a bit of detail around and we give the full instructions on how to go about it. So what's the uh, the type of this one, Matthew? This is a big strategy. So, you know, this is something that you want to put a bit of planning behind. It's not the sort of thing that you'll just do on a whim. Uh, yeah. So you're, you're going to really need... You know, about an hour to set up your survey, to yeah. do the planning, to think about the questions, to find the, the tool that you want to use. And then it's going yeah. to factor into, you know, planning into your episodes. We talked about calls to action on the last episode. So for yeah, maybe yeah. your next three, four episodes, you probably want to put that as your call to action on these episodes. And yep. Uh, yep. yeah, you're going to need maybe another hour come the time to, to analyze your survey responses as well. So yeah, this yeah. this is this is a big strategy, as we've said. Yeah. And level-wise, yeah. Colin, is this is this something somebody would want to do from episode one or what? No, I think, yeah. So we, we've got this down as a, at least 10 episodes, if not further down the road, eh, at least 10 episodes in. Or or possibly even just thinking once your workflow is established. So once you're once you're in a groove, once you feel like, you know, you're in a routine of getting your episode out every single week, you're happy with the way you're making it, you know, you've got it down to a T and now you want to know where to go next. You want to get feedback on what you've got. You're happy with what you've got, but you want to get feedback on it to see how you can improve it. Eh? Yeah, I think you just need to use your own judgment here because there'd be nothing worse than doing a survey, putting loads of time in it, and then you don't, maybe you you just weren't quite ready, you know, you didn't quite have the audience engagement yet, yeah. and then you get no yeah. responses, and it's really unhelpful. It's cost you a lot of time, and you probably feel a bit deflated about it too. So yeah, yeah. use your sort of initiative here, use your intuition if that's the the word. Yeah, totally. I love this because this is like this is the absolute opposite, really, of the CTAs last time around. The the type of the calls to action section is um, a quick thing. Uh, time required can be just a few minutes, even just to think it through and add it to your show. And the levels right from the start. But um, in the book, we've got plenty of these types as well, which is you know that big strategy that does take a fair, you know, a much longer amount of time to set up, to run 
to deliver, but it pays off so much. Like this is the kind of thing that can actually make a big, big difference to your audience in the long term. Um, so let's dive into how you do it, Matthew. How do you how do you go about starting to think about um, conducting a survey? I guess the first thing that, that the listener might be wondering is, well, how, how do I do it in terms of like, how do I set it up? Where do I set it up? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there are a lot of great tools out there these days, aren't there, uh, that you could create your survey on uh, from yeah, its yeah. very very simple sort of accessible one, okay. I guess, is like Google Forms or the typical one yeah. is a Survey Monkey as well. So a lot of free options out there. Uh, and then you've got yep. some sort of pro options as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, like Typeform. We use Typeform for just about all of our stuff now. In fact, I've started doing all of our recruitment on Typeform as well. So anyone that applies for a job with us has to fill in a, a Typeform. Just because I love it so much. It's just so easy to make. Uh, it looks really nice. It's like a really nice user experience to fill in. Um, so it, it costs a bit of money, but to me, it's actually it's worth it because it makes it so much more nice and pleasant for people to fill in so yeah it's quite cool yeah i dare say you could do this on other tools but i like the, the feature where it's like you could send them off in a wee direction based on their answers yeah um so yeah, it's almost like answer, it's like a fighting yeah. fantasy book um yeah we should actually yeah. make that <laughs> but yeah. yeah so it's like you know somebody says no to something and then you're like oh right well they tell me more about that and then you know they go down yeah. this rabbit hole and you, so you can really really hone in obviously again you be respectful of people's time as we'll cover you know you can't yeah. you can't take yeah. this too far but um yeah really really <laughs> flexible good tool type yeah form. yeah yeah. So once you've got that set up, once you've got the tools, eh, once you've got them there, you create your survey um, and it depends what, what tool you use. But I mean, all of them are relatively easy. You know, you choose the question type, you um, you don't make it too long, advisable to keep it, you know, less than a few minutes to fill out. But you can give people the option to go deep. Like we found with our surveys, haven't we, Matthew, that you, you give people, you, you have some people that if you give them five questions, they'll do like two word answers to each one. Uh, and some people will spend an hour writing you an essay in the, the long answer ones. So if you do a few multiple choice questions, a few option questions that give you some nice, quick, easy data, but give them a few open questions as well. Um, and you will get some some big feedback from some people, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, time and time again, a couple of years ago when I researched this for the first time, uh, the advice you know that you see over and over again on surveys is open up with some easy multiple choice stuff so you don't want uh -huh. to like you don't want question one to be this big empty text box because then people uh -huh. are like i just i can't be bothered with this whereas you know they've clicked through a few and they're thinking this is good this is easy and then they get to a text box and they're like yeah i'm, I'm... and it's just a weird psychology thing i guess but you know yeah. all the evidence points towards that being the case so uh, yeah, yeah, open yeah. with a couple of yeah. low-hanging fruits. I think a couple of, just one thing, just to jump in, um, when you've created it, so once you've got the survey created, maybe it's, it's worth going into a few types of questions, like a few specific questions we found work, isn't it, Matthew? But make sure, one of the things that we always found with our surveys is um, make sure you use, we talked about call, calls to action the last time around, using short links. Um, and making it easy to remember. Just make sure you put it on a URL that's really easy to point them to. Because I found with a type form, for example, um, you get a URL from them that's like a bunch of gibberish. It's just letters and numbers. <laughs> it's impossible to read out. So you need to use something like Pretty Link to pretty that up. And we'll do we'll use Pretty Link to make thepodcasthost.com forward slash 
summer survey or something, and it'll point towards the the right place on whether it's Google Form, SurveyMonkey type form, whatever it is. Um, and that works really well for us, certainly, or it has in the past. Um, what about length, actually, Matthew? Before we get into the types of questions, how long would you leave it open? Oh, so not the length, not the length of time to complete it, but yeah, no, to, sorry. to leave yeah. it open. Yeah, I reckon, <laughs> exactly. I reckon, you know, you you want to be mentioning it on at least three episodes, I would say, if you want to get the yeah. real value from it. So, yeah, I would yeah, say, yeah. again, it depends on people's release schedules and that. It depends on the other ways that they communicate with their audience. Maybe they've got a, an email list and it's very engaged. So that yeah. might mean that they could... Uh, get a shorter window of time sorry I'm battering my computer they're getting animated about it but uh, <laughs> yeah you could maybe get away with just doing a couple of weeks because you know you're going to get a big bulk answers in whereas other folks might yeah. say you know what two two to three months I'm just going to keep mentioning it and hopefully drip feed in these, yeah. these answers so yeah the, the, yeah the classic it depends isn't it yeah I do like the incentive based survey like if I think some one can work well. Although there's pros and cons to this, is you know if you do seasons, you do the season break and you do a month, you take four weeks off season break, you mention the survey on the final episode of the season, um, so you're only getting one mention in there once. To be fair, but it gives people, you know, that time off, um, something to engage with, something to do, and maybe you're using social email list all that kind of stuff to mention it a fair bit. Um, and you say that the deadline is, you know, the start of the next season because you're going to use that feedback to actually tie into the next season, to power the next season, to like power the content and form how you go about it, all that kind of stuff. So that's one way to give an incentive. Um, but another one being just to give a prize, like we've done that before, haven't we? Like giving away a mic for for in exchange for feedback like that. Yeah, there's two approaches with the prizes, isn't there? Like a prize draw where like a couple of lucky people yeah. are going to going to come away with something big and tangible. Or there's the the option of going like the reward for all route. So pretty much everyone who yes. enters, yeah, yeah. there might be an opportunity where they could leave their email address and you will automatically set it up so that you send them something. And that's that's pretty much going to be a digital yeah, yeah. thing. You know, it might be yeah. a wee PDF about something. It might be access to a course. It could be anything. Just something that you're not going to have to ship to potentially thousands of people all over the world. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you do use an incentive, I think it can be a nice way to do it. And and in that case, you're going to be doing the approach you mentioned, isn't it? Like, which is mention it over three, four, three, four episodes over a month, I would say. It's a decent deadline. Um, yeah, I think that can work well. What about, so what about some example questions then? What kind of stuff have we asked people over the years on our surveys that's, that's yielded some good, good information to power our future episodes and our growth from there? Yeah, it's really worth thinking about, like, again, you, you want to make this as succinct as possible so people complete it. So then you're really thinking to yourself, what do I actually want out of this? What data is going to be useful to me? So a lot of people might automatically think, you know, I want to find out um, ages, I want to find out geographic locations, I want to find out genders. That's fine, but ask yourself, okay, but why? You know, what's the purpose? What am yeah. I going to do with this? Um, <laughs> and you might think, well, actually, I, I don't really need this info. Um, so, yeah, I think first and foremost, Colin, you've, you've just got to think, what's going to be useful here? What am I going to actually go and do with this data? Yeah, yeah. And it, we found it really, the, the, the balance between, you know, multiple choice type questions that you mentioned earlier, like starting with some easy multiple choice stuff is great. 
um, because you can really easily analyze that and you can put some graphs up in the site. Like one of our one of our best surveys is our gear survey where we ask people what kind of mics do they use? What kind of mixers do they use? Like do they record with headphones on? That kind of stuff. And we try and make that multiple choice as much as possible because it makes it really easy to turn it into graphs that you can, you know, that are interesting to people. Our readers love that data which is great. Um, and that's something you can use to grow your show. If you can turn your survey into really useful info that attracts more readers, that attracts links, that attracts interest, that can be a great way to use it to grow. Um, but even aside from that, that whole starting with the multiple choice stuff is quite nice. Like think about those ones, the, that data you can really use quite easily. And then the balance is obviously that that's kind of restrictive. It doesn't get you super deep. You can't really find out, you know, why do people listen? You know, what really, what do they want more of? That kind of stuff. So that's when you move into the uh, the long answers, the letting them be, you know, letting them letting them go for it and just write an essay to you, which is harder to analyze though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's um, just worth mentioning about like any time I've ever created a survey and there's been a multiple choice answer <laughs> and you, you go over it again and again and you get feedback from yeah. people. That That's another thing you should do, you know. Get, get a couple of people to go through a survey before you push it out yeah. to the whole world but it's like no matter how many options and you, you don't want like multiple choice with like 40 different options but you'll always get somebody who gets back to you and they're like ah oh, you didn't mention this what about that and you're like oh <laughs> um, so yeah th th again that's the internet for you but um, yeah. yeah so yeah. multiple choice stuff good to good to get somebody to kind of go through it and just say you know I think you should yeah. probably add this or that in or um, but yeah, then then when you move on to the sort of, you know, getting specific feedback about the show, you could ask them about things like the format and the length. So, you know, you might be saying, you know, I've I've done a lot of solo shows, but I've also had the odd interview guest. What do you think about that? Do you, do you like the interviews better? Would you rather I did more of them? Or do you like it when it's just me? And, you know, you could take the feedback on board there and see see what they're saying. And, you know, a question of length. Do you, you know, sometimes I go over an hour. Is that too much? Or, you know, sometimes I'm doing 20 odd minutes. Is that too much or yeah. would you want more? So, yeah, you, you get feedback on stuff like this. You don't necessarily have to take it on board. You certainly wouldn't take it on board yeah. if it's just like one person, you know, has a big diatribe on your show length or something. I wouldn't I yeah. wouldn't necessarily change things based on that. But if you see these patterns, yeah. again, that's the crux of the whole survey is if you see these patterns, you could then have a serious think about make, making some changes. Yeah, yeah, and that powers your growth. Like, if you find that ninety percent of your audience prefer your short episodes as opposed to your long episodes, then make them all short, and suddenly you'll start growing much faster because people will stick around, they'll listen to every single one, they'll send it to more friends because they'll love it more. That kind of thing. What about the um, question of uh, why do they listen? Why why might that be important to to stick in there? Yeah, I I love that kind of open question. Um, and a couple of related ones too, but why do they listen? I mean, that's that's where you get the really the meaningful data on you know what's working for them. What what benefit do they get from this show? What's in it for them? Like what what are they looking to get from this show? And what do they actually get to it? Because get from it because that's what that's what really powers those repeat listens. That's what powers those people turning into real fans of the show which then helps them promote you to other people so if you can find out really you know what elements of your show is really growing that loyalty really developing that love for your content 
and then double down on that stuff. That is that is absolute gold. Um, and it relates to other types of questions, like like really asking more deep questions, like um, you know, what are you struggling with? What are you struggling with just now? And obviously, you want to try and narrow that down to something related to your topic, as opposed to just being a general um, counselor. But uh, we we often just ask the question. Um, what are you struggling with in podcasting? What's your biggest barrier in podcasting right now? And that gets us some of the best information that really powers our content. Like we get some of the best ideas for content based on a question like that. Quite simple question, but really it gets to the root of why, of what problems your listeners have that they want solved. This is again, why do they listen? They're listening to problem, almost certainly to solve a problem. Okay, to solve a problem in their life, to get over a barrier, um, or to even if it's a problem like um, I, I have a smaller audience than I would like, I want a bigger audience. I want to know how to grow my audience, even if it's a problem like that. Really finding out what's holding them back can make a huge difference. Yeah, so <laughs> is it? it just, sorry, go on. I was just going to say it's awkward when you ask what they're struggling with. Somebody's like really bad hemorrhoids, and you're like, but this is a video yeah. game show. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed not so much of that <laughs> um do you ask do we ask then what people don't like is it worth getting that feedback i think so i think you can um open yourself up to that you know what do you not like about the show again you don't you don't need to take action on it and you know you probably will get a few bits and pieces of feedback that you think that's a bit harsh <laughs> you know and it only comes yeah. up once so i think you could discount that um yeah. but yeah th there's no harm in doing that again if you get a massive pattern of stuff you know it's like the the 10 minute um intro that you do really annoys me and like hundreds yeah. of people are saying that then you might want to change that yeah <laughs> so yeah, th yeah that's the thing this is going to be a bit uncomfortable doing a survey but the benefits yeah. outweigh the negatives i think definitely indeed Absolutely, absolutely. Um, last one I'll mention is uh, this is one you suggested, Matthew. So I'm stealing one of your good ideas here. Uh, it's how did they, how did they discover the show? Like find out how people find you, um, because that discovery aspect is one of the hardest to solve. Like where people are finding your show, where people are searching for your topic. Um, ask more of that stuff because if you find you you will find some unexpected sources there that you should go and double down on that you should go and do more of um find more of the safe if you suddenly you get 20 people saying oh i found you in this community because a, a friend a, a, you know a big member of this community mentioned your show um and there was a thousand people in that community that all now listen to your show you go well right so that's a good source i'm going to go and find some more communities um that stuff can be really useful as well so yeah, yeah. No, on the flip side like if you've just spent like four grand on spotify advertising and literally <laughs> nobody discovered you that way then you could probably <laughs> save that money for better use going forward can't you exactly exactly all right well what's the further reading for this section yeah thepodcasthost.com forward slash how to survey or one word and that's a, a very good article on growing your podcast with an audience survey and uh, what about the old uh, link to the book as well, Con? Indeed, indeed. If you want to check out the book, of which this is just one section, of course, there's another, there's about 100 of these for you in this very book. Um, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcast growth book. 
That's thepodcasthost.com forward slash podcast growth book. Um, you'll find all the details there and how to get a hold of it. We'd really appreciate you checking it out. Um, it's only the price of it. It's kind of a mental promoting something like this, isn't it? Because like generally courses, coaching, production, all that kind of stuff, it's it's hundreds, if not thousands of pounds, isn't it? But a book, books are just like ridiculously cheap in general, aren't they? Like under a tenner for this. <laughs> yeah, no, it is funny. It's funny the book price market. Although I do hear like I've heard a few times people saying that the price of books in Australia is like totally oh, they like are. they're really they expensive. I think it was Joe Abercrombie yeah. was listening to yeah. an interview with him. He said Australian Aye. book prices are just like off the charts. It's true, it's true. So, but that is relative to normal books. So I mean you're going from a fiver to fifteen quid. <laughs> it's, still, it's still a bargain really yeah for, aye, it for is the... For the, yeah i mean you, you get like you could get the top expert in the world on something to yeah. write a book and yeah, yeah pick it up for a tenner yeah. and yeah. like it's and their best that's their a game as they say totally, like 10 hours worth of training that you read through um and and then you go and buy an online course which is like 30 minutes of videos for 300 quid or something like that it's just yeah it's weird or if how... you're really bad you you get the audible refund yeah Never exactly that, obviously but i, I know yeah. a friend of mine has done that before <laughs> yes only a friend and he did it dozens of times <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm going to have loads of like audiobook uh, narrators and that one at me I, I, for the record i've never done that <laughs> okay thank you very much for listening i hope you found this useful out there um i hope you got something from this that you're going to go away and do a survey now um and we've got another 11 of these we've got 13 in total on season 13 of uh podcraft so please do join us again next week where we're going to take another section of the book and take you through one more growth tactic uh, hopefully get you growing your audience without even having to buy the book thanks again Matthew good fun thank you um, and everyone out there have fun over the next week we shall see you next time talk to you then